welcome to Swarthmore Presbyterian Church's podcast. This is your host, Alex Evangelista. We are delighted you are here, and don't forget to like, subscribe, and share our podcast. You are now listening to a sermon recorded for the 4th of July, 2021, titled, Attending to Wonder, by Rev. Joyce Shin. Would you please pray with me? God, make your word central in our lives. Let it guide our steps. Let it make its imprint in our hearts. In Christ's name we pray. Amen. If you have heard any, or if you have read any of Annie Dillard's essays, you know that she is quite an observer. Her writings are full of descriptive observations, interspersed among her observations of the world around her, whatever it is that has captured her attention, are thoughts about being a witness. More than conclusive or dogmatic thoughts, they are musings, provocative ones. In my reading of some of her essays, I find that she is rather fascinated with different potential facets of being a witness. For certain, I think, she would characterize herself as a witness. In fact, she has done so in some of her essays, but she takes a lot of care in the kind of witness she tries to be. Let me give you an example. In an essay entitled, teaching a stone to talk, Annie Dillard explores what it might mean to be a silent witness. She writes, we are here to witness. There's nothing else to do with those mute materials we do not need. We do not use the songbirds, for instance. We do not eat many of them. We cannot befriend them. We cannot persuade them to eat more mosquitoes or plant fewer weed seeds. We can only witness them. If we were not here, they would be songbirds falling in the forest. If we were not here, material events like the passage of seasons would lack even the meager meanings we're able to muster for them. The show would play to an empty house as do all those falling stars which fall in the daytime. That is why I take walks, she says, to keep an eye on things. And that is why, she says, she went to the Galapagos Islands. She writes, all this becomes especially clear on the Galapagos Islands. What happens there is this, clouds come and go and the round of similar seasons. A pig eats a tortoise or doesn't eat a tortoise. Pacific waves fall up and slide back. A lichen expands. Night follows day. An albatross dies and dries on a cliff. A cool current upwells from the ocean floor. Fishes multiply, flies swarm, Stars rise and fall, and diving birds dive. The news, in other words, breaks on the beaches. 
And taking it all in are the trees. The Palo Santo trees crowd the hillsides like any outdoor audience. They face the lagoons, the lava lowlands, and the shores. They interest me as emblems of the muteness of the human stance in relation to all that is not human. I see us all as Palo Santo trees, holy sticks, together watching all that we watch and growing in silence. Though it took her a while to notice them, because like everyone else, Annie Dillard was especially focused on the sea lions, to see the trees was why she returned a second time to the Galapagos Islands. They are thin, pale, wispy trees, she writes. You walk among them on the lowland deserts. You see them from the water on the steeps that face the sea, hundreds together, small and thin and spread. If she could, she writes, I would like to come back as a Palo Santo tree, one of thousands on a cliffside where a million events occur, where a splash of rain may drop on a yellow iguana the size of a dachshund, and 10 minutes later, the iguana may blink. I would like to come back as a Palo Santo tree on the weather side of an island so that I could be, myself, a perfect witness and look, mute, and wave my arms. End of quote. It seems that the things that Annie Dillard likes to write and witness about are the things that cause the most wonder in her. Most of her examples of witnessing are testimonies about what she has observed in nature. The image of being like a tree, standing and facing all this activity happening in the natural world, silent, without saying anything about it, is provocative. As one who knows the Christian scriptures well, Annie Dillard knows that the image of a silent witness is provocative in a tradition that makes the word, the word of God, the word that is God, so central to our witness. So hard is it in the face of God's creation to stay silent when you have so much to appreciate, to ooh and ah over. So hard is it in the face of suffering to stay silent when you have so much to lament. And what of injustices? Like the prophets who in the face of injustices had to overcome any inner resistance, we are commanded to speak truthfully about the world we live in how can we stay silent in the face of God's almighty deeds? Is there not a great urge to proclaim them? Acknowledging this, Jesus said, I tell you, if these were silent, the stones would shout out. The Gospel of John, like all the Gospels, offers testimony about Christ. So intent is this gospel with providing testimony for Christ that it even contains what biblical scholars call a book of signs. 
the signs or works Jesus performed were miraculous deeds. They were public and marvelous events intended to give testimony to Jesus as the Son of God. In most cases, the signs were miracles either of healing or of some authority or mastery over nature. In nearly all cases, Jesus' signs are followed by long, wordy dialogues. In the Gospel of John, the signs caused people to believe in Jesus' identity as the Son of God. From the stories the Gospel tells, we know that some people, seeing the miracles performed by Jesus, came to believe in him. For them, those miracles were signs. We also know that some people, though they saw what Jesus did, did not believe. And instead, some of them went to the Pharisees and told them what Jesus had done. For them, these miracles were not signs. Faith seems to have been required in order for a miracle to be perceived as a sign. Near the end of his gospel, the evangelist John tells us, now Jesus did many other signs in the presence of his disciples, which are not written in this book, but these are written so that you may come to believe that Jesus is the Messiah, the Son of God, and that through believing, you may have life in his name. In the story we heard this morning, a story that is found in the book of signs in the Gospel of John, a royal official whose son is about to die finds and begs Jesus to heal his son. Jesus says to the official, unless you see signs and wonders, you will not believe. With the life of his son at stake, the official is not interested in pondering whether or not to believe in Jesus. He has come to beg Jesus to save his son's life. Sir, come down before my little boy dies. And seeing this, Jesus said to him, Go, your son will live. Believing the word of Jesus, the man returned home to his son, and indeed his son lived. Can you imagine staying silent? in the face of such life-giving miracles? Would you not have the great urge to proclaim Christ's saving acts? Those who witnessed this event, the man and his entire household, were not going to be silent. The news was too good for them. Martin Luther, leading theologian of the Protestant Reformation, was famous for saying, that it is not enough to proclaim that Christ died. One must always add on that Christ died for us. It's not sufficient to proclaim anything that Christ did. One must always recognize that Christ did everything for us. Christ lived for us. Christ taught for us. Christ performed miracles for us. Christ suffered for us. Christ was crucified for us. And Christ died for us. And Christ was resurrected for us. And even today, 
Christ reigns in power for us. If we add the prepositional phrase for us to everything Christ has done, then how can our Christian witness remain silent? If we add the same prepositional phrase for us to every act we attribute to God, how can we, like trees, not praise God? In bearing witness to God, who created the whole world and called it good for us, and who in Christ makes all things new for us, how can we not, like Mary, sing of God's magnificence? Though in moments of such awe of grandeur and intricacies of God's creation, we may indeed feel small and wonder what the world and all that is in it has to do with us, and though in such moments we may be struck speechless and feel the inadequacy of our words, our Christian witness nevertheless relies on words, words that transform our wonder into wisdom, that inspire us to work for God's kingdom, and that spread the good news to the ends of the earth. Christ never promised our witness to be easy. He knew God's word would be hard to receive. But like the prophets who feared that God's word would be too bitter to swallow, we too may find that when we taste it, it is as sweet as honey. May that be so. Amen. Thank you for tuning in to this sermon, recorded for the 4th of July, 2021, titled, Attending to Wonder, by Rev. Joyce Shin. We'll see you soon, and may the peace of Christ be with you.